You're listening to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. We all have leadership within us. And once we understand how to challenge perceived limitations, we're able to influence those we're leading. Josh is a leadership coach, trainer, and speaker. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force with over 20 years of leadership experience. Are you ready to transform your leadership skills by tapping into unrecognized potential to achieve limitless results? Let's get ready for liftoff. It's time to go from great to greater. Here's Josh in today's episode. Welcome to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. To kick things off, I want to thank each and every one of you for subscribing and tuning in because without you, this show is simply not possible. So I sincerely appreciate you for listening in. Now, this episode, this is episode four of our six episode series on leveling up. And my guest today is someone who is really special to me in my life. I've shared before with you how important it is. I, I believe that that all of us should have coaches, mentors, um, counselor, counselors, someone in our life who can speak truth into us. And so, as you know, I'm a coach, so maybe I'm biased, but I will say I also have my own coach, and I'm excited that my guest today is my own coach, Ivy Marsh. Ivy, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you so much to Josh for for having me. It's an, it's an honor to be here. Um, Want to just honor you for the book that you you um, just released, Leading a Legacy. Um, I've read that; it's a really, really good book. Um, so, uh, listen, guys, he did not pay me to say that. I'm just telling you, it's a good book. <laughs> you should go read it and and let it shape you. Um, and it's good back. This is episode four, and my name is IV, which is the Roman numeral four. So, all right, <laughs> yes, sir. I love that. Very good. Well, uh, I mean, Ivy, uh, thank you so much for being here again. And, uh, you know, I, I introduced you as my coach, but you're also a husband, you're a father, you're a pastor. Uh, you you are a, a, a man of many skills. And so I appreciate you being here. This episode is how we can level up academically. So, of course, we've already covered how we can uh, uh, level up spiritually, uh, emotionally, and now academically. Um, if you haven't tuned into last week's episode with uh, with my wife, Jean-Vier Parnell, uh, we learned how we can level up uh, emotionally. But today, you are going to, sh to to share with the audience how we can level up academically. And you're shaking your head, and, and I, want to, I want you to share why you're even doing that to begin with. You and I know, but I want the audience to know. So when you asked me to, to do this, and you was like, I want you to cover academics. I was like, bro, I, I barely made it out of high school, and you know, D's get degrees, but I was pretty close to an F time in college, and it took me about four times as long to get out of college with with something. So I was like, "Are you sure you want me to cover academics?" Um, but I believe I can give the audience hope that no matter um, what your grades were in school or what a teacher told you, everybody is intelligent at some level, and they just have to discover how they learn best um, so they can grow and level up academically. Yeah, hundred percent. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think you are a, you're a true testament to someone who, um, you know, can, can exercise some resilience. And also you're sharing with our audience how like you can be very successful in life without necessarily being quote unquote book smart. Um, yeah. so, you know, when we talk about leveling up academically, I'm not talking about like making good grades necessarily, you know, which is super important, but we know with leveling up academically, we're talking about how are you sharpening your axe on a regular basis? Who are you surrounding yourself with uh, to, to help you sharpen your axe? Um, what are you doing on a regular basis to to just focus on improving 
uh, from an academic standpoint, how are we learning? You know, I think it's important that we we recognize we are lifelong learners, um, but there are opportunities for us to to learn every day. What does that look like? So before we get into that particular question, that you know that particular topic, I am going to ask that you introduce yourself, share a little bit uh, about your background, and uh, you know where you came from, where you've been, and, and who you are today. Ooh, well, um, my name's Abby Marsh. I'm fifty. I'll be fifty-one tomorrow. <clears throat> Tomorrow's my birthday. birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday! Yeah, my wife and I will be married uh, thirty years in two months. Um, and you know, my background is college athlete, which should tell you something about my academics. <laughs> college athlete, <clears throat> um, military person, served in the same way that that you did, Josh, and then became a police officer for a number of years, and then you know. Gave my life to Jesus, and shortly after that, he just called me to be in the ministry. But I've always had a um, an entrepreneur bent, and and one of the things that I understand in the kingdom is he he makes us washes us and revelations to be kings and priests. And so there's some people that are like bent to to serve in the church full time, and there's some the majority of people are to be kings. We we produce resources to help the vision and accomplish all these things, and I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I'm, I just cannot walk away from an entrepreneur mindset um, to be able to serve people, which is why we have businesses that we have, coaching businesses, the intentions that we do, all of that. And um, I have been a lifelong learner. Somebody told me very early on, leaders are readers. And so I just took that to be very serious. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I read, you know, 20 books in a year or 30 books in a year. And I think that's um, but there is a, a phase where you kind of change that, and and that's where I'm at um, a little bit now. So that that's slightly my background, but I mean, listen, my story is deep, wide, and long to get to where I am. So. <laughs> Man, I I know today we're probably just going to scratch the surface, but um, it is truly an honor that uh, you know that that you're joining me today. I'm I'm really excited because you have played a a very important role in my life. Um, you know, a, a, as as most of the audience knows, I just ventured out into entrepreneurship just under a year ago. And one of the first things I did was look for a, a coach to help me. Um, I've been meeting with a counselor for years. Um, as the audience knows by now, my wife is a licensed professional counselor. So I get free counseling even when I don't want it. With <laughs> but um, but man, the, the role that you played in my life um, has been tremendous. And just a, just a fairly short amount of time as well. So that's that's what's, that's what's in, the, you know, the incredible thing about coaching is very quickly you can you can help someone get from point A to point B or at least go that direction in a much quicker manner. And you know, the analogy that I like to, to share is, you know, without a coach, imagine if you're trying to go from point A to any kind of destination. Um, it, it it could be like getting in a kayak and starting to row. But with a coach, it's like, hey, you know what? Get in this jet. We're gonna go right now. We're gonna get there much quicker, you know? And so the trajectory that you have helped me go on um has truly been immeasurable. Um but let me ask you, uh, Ivy. Um, when did you get into coaching? I know you and and your wife Benet do uh, do marriage coaching as well. But at, at what point in your life did you get into coaching? And kind of walk us through what is that what that has looked like for you uh, along the way. Sure. Um, my first shot at coaching was um, coaching sports, and I, I use that as a way to kind of get my feet wet on. Not just teaching a child a sport and the ins and outs of it, but really get my feet wet of pouring into young men 
helping them become true biblical men and what that looks like, which is really my absolute deepest passion. I want to help guys really understand that because there's no, while the Bible is a manual um, for life and being a husband and even a father, there's just some, there's an intimidation factor about it. And I want to take that away so that we can dial off what it means to be a good man. So my first was, was coaching sports. And then very quickly on um, in being a policeman, I, I started coaching cops on tactics and different things um, and setting up classrooms. So I've always been a coach or a teacher at some level. <clears throat> I know Benet and I wanted to have a legit marriage. We had, we got a coach and we began to learn these things. And then we started not charging, but mentoring couples, bringing them in our home, doing life with them. And that kind of evolved into the last 30 years, the last 18 to 20 years Mm -hmm. of coaching in some coaching in some way where um, monetary value was connected to that stream of income somehow. And then for a short time, I went into coaching, much like you, I coached companies and businesses about team cohesiveness, all that jazz. And while that was fun, that was not my heartbeat. I really want to pour into men and marriages and my wife and the women. And so because of that, <clears throat> academically, we have, we, we read exhaustively and get certifications and are constantly trying to better ourselves, um, in a way so we can continue to pour into people. I think if you stop learning, then you will stop leading at some level. Like you, you have to constantly be learning to be able to lead people to a new horizon, or you'll just get left behind and kind of become stagnant and settle around. So we too have a psychologist. We, we had to, I told people all the time, I had to have some initials around my coach's name like you gotta you gotta i'm so confusing you gotta have some initials around it but um that we've also leveled up that one we've gone okay we had a we had a coach we had a counselor and it was okay well this this was this past year let's get a psychologist to really unravel some things and and cause us to level up like last week emotionally and mentally and so that that's how i got my feet wet that's the journey but have been learning and exposing myself to different avenues the entire time just to can continually get better. Let me ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask, what is the biggest takeaway you've gotten from seeing a psychologist? Um, unhealed past trauma cause present problems. Mm, that's true. Like, it, it, you're just, you're so unaware. And so our, we, we got trained in and we went through what is shadow work. And so, because it's primarily subconscious, you don't realize it. You don't know why when your wife says this, it just infuriates you. Like it's like pulling a trigger, it's called being triggered. You, but you don't know why, or you don't know why in in public. There's certain things that just you just don't like, and it irritates you um, because it is all subconscious. And through your childhood, um, everybody has some sort of trauma, some worse, some not so bad. But it's trauma irregardless of trauma to that person. And subconsciously, you build up all these defense mechanisms, which is primarily where your personality comes from. And, you know, you're 35 or 40, and you're having the same fight for the last 10 years of your marriage. You go, this is stupid. Why are we still fighting about this? We fought about this two months ago, and it's back around. That's be- usually because 
you have an unhealed trauma in your developmental years, and because it's unhealed, it's causing constant present-day problems. And that that was the thing I didn't understand because I grew up in a performance uh, mentality family um, with a lot of dysfunction, a lot of redneckery <laughs> going on. And so we, I had to unravel that because it was causing present problems. Benet and I connected intimately. And I'm not talking about section. I'm talking about sharing thoughts, ideas. She would bring me a problem and she would say something. Man, it would just tick me off for no reason. Like, what was it bad? And I would have this influx of emotion. And so we just we just sat down and one day I was like, okay, coaching, counseling, all that's been good, but we need somebody to unravel um, how our brains are formed to to stop repeating the same problems. That's so good. There's there's so so many times where we have communi- uh, we have conversations with people in our lives where. It's certainly helpful, but a lot of times we're just scratching the surface with um, with situations that we have been um, working through, and and even subconsciously, to your point, maybe maybe we don't even realize that we need to be working on certain things. And um, you know, when I first started going to counseling years ago, my first thought was, I don't know that I can afford this because in my mind, I wasn't making that a part of my part of my budget to begin with. And going a few more times, I realized I can't not afford this. And then the same way I feel about coaching too. This is why when I say like the the work that you have done with me has been immeasurable in just a short amount of time. This is where I mean where, where I say like people cannot afford, or they, they they can't not afford to work with somebody who's willing to get to the root of their situations. I'm not going to say problems necessarily, but this is why we, we you know we we implement a root to results coaching approach too because you're good at helping me get to the root of certain situations that I'm navigating through as well. Um, one of the one of the first questions I'll begin, uh, Ivy, is is asking, what are some practical steps that you can share with the audience that will allow them to learn how to academically level up in their life? Sure. I want to give everybody a little bit of hope. I mean, I did say, you know, my, my 1.7 was rocking, sometimes 1.6, but Traditional education is is built to learn almost in a singular format. There's there's really no there's really no leeway unless you have a really good teacher who identifies a student and then she or he works with that student. But primarily traditional education, all the way up to the collegiate level, is designed to 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 do a certain thing. And so a lot of people get in there and they assume they're dumb. Assume, okay, I'm I'm not a learner. I can't get this because your grades and sometimes authority figures are telling you and you're just not getting it. You know, you're making D's, you're not performing well. And almost without fail, that is not due to um, an IQ issue or, or even a retention issue. It's the way that you are, de- God designed you to learn. And everybody learns differently. Some people can learn by somebody talking to them. Some people can learn from reading. A lot of people have to learn from doing. And so there's there's all these different ways. And I would say to anybody, the the first key to unlocking yourself academically and leveling up is discover how you learn best. Like it like explore doing a bunch of different stuff. Like try a podcast, try, try um an audio book, listen to the book and follow along and read it visually at the same time. Um get in some practice. Put yourself in environments where you have to practice the information to apply it very quickly. Um, 
Because once you understand that, I would say, hey, stay in that vein for a while because now you're giving your brain the opportunity to catch up and learn. And what's going to happen is you're going to build all these wins. You're going to feel smart. Then I would say venture out and see, now Now can you learn a different way? Can you, can you now do this and actually retain the information? Because it really, leveling up academically is an exposure and training process for Mm, okay, so good. So you mentioned you mentioned um, re, uh, uh, leaders or readers, and you've read a lot of books in your life. Can I ask you to share a few that have really been, um, I'll, I'll say, game changers for you? Something that, that books that have really helped you in your in your in your own life experiences. Sure. Um, I am when it comes to psychology, I'm what you call a, a cognitive guy. To to really. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they're in that field, executive functions, which is just our ability to make decisions. And so the books that attract me are books that empower that. So one of my favorite books is As a Man Thinketh. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much in the personal responsibility and the power of your mind. Um, and it's not, it's not some kind of weird hoodooing. It's just the reality that this is how you function as a human when you believe and think certain things that's how you are. So our ability to change the way that we think changes who we are, which changes what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so then Mark Devine wrote a book a long time ago called Unbeatable Mind. And um, it's very good from a behavioral standpoint because I, a lot of people have a very difficult time changing habitual behavior. And, and what they think is, is like, okay, I'll put this on my calendar. I'll change this. I don't care if that's working out, changing the food you eat, whatever. But if that's all you ever do, you can't sustain it because the way that you think about it has changed. And so these books help you. They empower you to change the way that you think about something so that consistency um, can happen. Um, another another book, like this is weird because as as strategic as I am, I'm also kind of artsy. And if you've ever heard of the book Art of War, I've probably read that about three times. And here here's how I read it. And because people are like, oh, I'm not going to war. And that's that was written a long time ago. But if you read it from a standpoint that you are in a mental battle every day, that we we should understand that we live that our life is constantly being pulled back and forth by, by supernatural powers. That's just the truth. So if you read Art of War from that standpoint, it gives you a lot of strategies to battle the the, the internal dialogue that goes on. Yeah. Um, and that's how that's how I read it the first time because I was in the military. I'm just this book. And then once I, um, I got saved, I read it from a spiritual battle standpoint. And man... It literally changed the way I approach my daily life and the inner dialogue and the battle that we're in all the time and helped tremendously. So I could well, I could give you 30 books, but those are those are three that just come to mind that helped me execute properly. I appreciate you sharing that, Ivy. They're, one of the, the biggest battles that we'll ever face is always in between the ears. And so anything that we can do to sharpen our mind, which is in my opinion, the most valuable asset that we own, then we want to do that. We want to go for that. Um, let me ask you, how do you stay 
mentally sharp. Well, and and you have this too in your coaching. You know, we talk about pillars of life, and and I think you have five. Is that right? Five, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got five. I got seven. Um, well, I'm sure you are feel the same way. Okay, one of my pillars is mental. I'm sure, yours is too. Okay, well, if I only ever sharpen that, but I don't sharpen my relational, financial, physical, emotional, spiritual, then all of those have really a domino effect. And if you weaken one, you weaken all to some degree. And so the way that I stay mentally sharp is I I try to stay um, as sharp as I can in my season of life physically. Um, You know, I'm not a bodybuilder. don't want to be. I'm not not a food Nazi either. If I want to have a cheeseburger, I'm going to have one. I just can't have 50. Um, And and I make sure that my relational pillar, I have really good friends that keep me in check. They have the no vote in my life. Um, financially, I, I want to stay healthy because financial worry causes people a lot of issues. And, and there is a way to, to manage budget and do your money where you don't have to find yourself in a tank. Mm-hmm. And then mentally and emotionally and spiritually, I, I try to stay, you know, the Bible says, if you remain in me, I remain in you. I want to stay connected daily to my creator, my savior. Um, I want to I want to share my emotions with people so I don't bottle it energy and explode on somebody. And then all of that helps me stay mentally clear, mentally sharp, and mentally strong. Um, and then it's easier, honestly, to retain the information that's going to level me up in whatever I'm trying to perform. Mm, yeah. Can you you just you just touched on this, but I'm going to ask that you elaborate on the importance of having the right circle of relationships in your life and what the no vote means. Well, I I think if you look at the the life of Jesus, he had three guys that knew him really well. He had twelve guys he rode with, and he had seventy five people that he ministered to on a regular basis, up to one hundred and fifty that kind of followed him around. <clears throat> I believe our life should mirror that model in some ways. So what that means is, is I have I have three people in my life that know me as well as I know myself. Like I'm I'm 100 honest and vulnerable with them about all my crap. One of those is my wife. Um, we've grown to that point. Some people might say, "Man, I couldn't tell my wife all that." Well, everybody's got a maturity to that level. But one of them is my wife because she sings me all the time and she knows. Me. Now that I have two uh, male friends that are that way as well, and what I mean by no vote is if I'm if I'm going off on a venture of some kind, I'm going to purchase the house, purchase the car. I'm going to make some major life decision in some way, shape, or form. I submit it to these guys, and I say, "Hey, where's my blind spot in this? What am I not seeing? If I if I pull this trigger." And if, if one or both of them says, man, listen, you're not thinking about this in five years or 10 years, we recommend you do not do this right now. Then the truth is, I don't do it. Right. They have the no vote. And if they see it, and because I trust them, they're not ding dongs. Like they have a long track record of being successful. Um, I just go, okay, guys, I don't see it. Case in point, blind spot. But I trust you guys, so I'm not going to pull the trigger now. But help me get to a place where that trigger can be potentially pulled in the future. 
I love that. I, you know, that, that requires a certain level of vulnerability that a lot of people are reluctant to exercise. Um, especially a lot of men are just reluctant, you know, when they hear the word vulnerability, they, 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 they hear the word weakness, but we yeah. know vulnerability is actually strength. And when we're vulnerable with somebody, we're able to open up ourselves in a way where we are allowing someone to see what we can't see. So for those listening, if you say, well, hey, Josh, that's great, but I don't have a blind spot. That's a blind spot. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are are willing to speak truth into your life and are you willing to receive it? That's that's the key. Um, but Ivy, man, I, I really appreciate you um, sharing what you have so far. Um, uh, if, if you would, go ahead and, and share another step or two that you can think of that will allow someone to try their best to 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 it's lifelong learning um, ability to just to level up academically to to get something new each and every day. What would be the next piece of advice you would give to someone? Well, in in today's age, um, some people feel like, man, I've got to pay to get in this room. I've got to pay to get educated. I've got to pay to get leveled up. And I would say at some at some point in your growth, that's absolutely true. There are some people you just can't get with because their time is valuable and you should honor them for the time that they give you. However, in today's age with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, downloadable books, I mean, if you want Jordan Peterson to mentor you, he can't. Um, so I would say instead of reading 20 books this year on a bunch of different topics, look at what you're trying to accomplish. Look at what your next level is. So if it's like, I need to level up in money. I need to level up in investments. I need to level up in business management. I don't care what it is. Find the best person that you think is good at that one thing and read behind them for one year. Listen to everything they say, everything they do. Read all of their books. Because what you're going to do is you're going <clears> to... <throat> You're going to get really laser focused and you're going to have one voice speaking into your life for a whole year and you will gain some level of mastery like they have because you've listened to them for an entire year. Um, I did that. I did that with Jordan Peterson because I'm in the psychology realm and you know, he's, he's moderately confusing, but you you listen to the dude for a year, you kind of begin to understand his angle. You see where he's coming from. Um, and you, you literally <clears throat> learn the person's philosophy of approach. And that's, that's more important than just getting the information from them. How are they approaching this problem? How are they approaching this area of learning? And what's their idea behind it? If you read behind a person, you listen to them for an entire year. You begin to get that. And now it, become, it, it literally becomes experiential knowledge. Not just head knowledge where I, it's theoretical. I have no idea how to do it. But you actually begin to, for lack of a better term, you become that topic. And, and I'm just telling you, you will, if you do that, say around investments, you will be a rock star investor because you're going to have such a knowledge because you singularly focus from one voice. And there wasn't a bunch of different ideas causing you to argue with everybody. I, I love the fact that you experiential experiential uh, experiential that's a tongue twister experiential knowledge 
And the reason being is, um, you know, it is one thing to read it and 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 um, and try to retain it, but repetition breeds retention. And the repetition that you can experience when you are working with someone and following behind someone for an entire year is going to give you that experience that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get. And I love the fact that you also touched on how you can become a master in this. You know, we've talked on this podcast before about the rule of 100, which states that if you can uh, exercise one kind of skill, learn one, you know, one habit, one, one behavior change, uh, a hundred hours in a year, which equates to about 18 minutes a day, you'll be better than 95% of the world in that one particular skill. So I think that's fantastic advice, especially for anyone who just is telling themselves, Hey, this is great, but I have so many other things going on. I don't know that I have the time. And the reality is we all have the same amount of time. We can say that we don't have the time or not making the time. If we can make 18 minutes a day, to learn something new, we're going to be a master at it in the end, and and, and we're going to have an experience as of it. So, Ivy Marsh, thank you so much for joining us, man. It is a, a privilege to have you on, and I'm really excited to um, for 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 the audience to hear who I get to work with on a regular basis. Because again, man, I can't I can't speak highly enough about what you do and who you are to me. I am going to ask that you share with the audience um, where they can get in touch with you. Um, also, I, if you would share a little bit about the, the services that both you and Benet uh, provide from a mar- marriage coaching standpoint, because I know this is something that that any any person in any relationship can benefit from. Well, thank, thanks, Josh, for allowing me to, to do that. Yeah, I'll, you know, he's on on Instagram, uh, at ivy.marsh. <laughs> um, we have a website, um, Becoming Woman or Becoming Man. It's two separate websites. And we, we do marriage coaching one-on-one through a Zoom. Um, we do couples retreats out here at our ranch. That's what our ranch is full of people coming in. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's very peaceful. And then Benet also does women's intensives that covers everything from illness to anorgasmia. Like she covers, she talks about everything. And I do men's intensives. I typically do four or five a year. And they're all topically driven. Um, I deal with like addictions, obsessions, impulses. I deal with one is just about deep thinking and learning the power of words because whoever whoever holds the definitions controls the conversations. So you want to make sure you have clarity on how things are functioning in your mind. And then you know we do a we do an intensive out here that's very very physical and very very hard. But that one it's called Warrior Evolution is specifically designed to uncover your childhood trauma as a man that's affecting you at 40 and you don't know why and it's it's extremely effective and so those are some some of the major things that we do we have little pockets of other things we're trying to speak but if if benay and i could ever serve you as a man a woman marriage um we would love the opportunity to do that because we want to bring hope to people who just feel like it's hopeless or very very difficult or not worth it because it absolutely is possible to have we say this all the time you can have a honeymoon marriage every single day. It just takes intentionality of that. So good. So good. Well, uh, Ivy Marsh, thank you again, man, for joining us. Um, really, really excited that you're here. And thank you for tuning in to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. Each episode, I try to bring you new ideas, new insights, and new information regarding all things leadership. So whether it's guests like Ivy or topics we can all relate to, if you enjoy this podcast, I think you'll enjoy my book titled Leading a Legacy, which dives into how we can live today to make an impact for tomorrow. The legacy that we lead determines the legacy that we leave. So as I sign off, I want to leave you with one more request and ask that you head on over to Amazon to order your copy of Leading a Legacy, 
today. And don't forget to leave a review, please. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. Don't forget to smile today. Tell your loved ones how much they mean to you. I'm Josh Parnell reminding you to keep leading well.